Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Okay, hey everybody. How you doing, people? You're doing good. Ugh. Yeah, you are. So, my question is, have you ever said yes to anything? Hmm? Yeah, you have. <laughs> like that question, for one. See how I tricked you? Boy, that was so easy. Just so you know it was. It was so, you make it easy to make fun of you. Just saying. Anyway, hey everybody. I want to welcome you to this edition of Bible News Radio. As you all know, I am your sweet, lovable host. Yeah, I am. I actually now have people at Pickleball saying that to me when they see me. Mm-hmm. But, you know what happened to me today? See that? You see that bruise right there on my finger? See the dark spot? That's a, that's a bruise. I know, it's, it's almost visible. <laughs> Man, I got so hit by the ball. Chuck hit me. It was Chuck's fault. And then Chuck hit the ball again, it hit my stomach. And then he hit it again, and he hit the same spot on my stomach he hit the hit before. I was like going, hey. And then I hit it, anyway, we hit it again, and eventually I did hit the ball at Chuck. And Chuck got hit by me, too. Just so you know. Pickleball can be dangerous. <laughs> uh, I know, you were hoping I'd talk about pickleball this early into the show. Yeah, you were. Alright, hey, today we got a great guest. I met her at the Social Power Summit. Actually, I knew her before that, but I actually met her in person. I got to give her a big, huge hug. I got to sit and and be interviewed by her, which is highly unusual for me to be interviewed by anybody. I'm always talking to people. So today's guest is Vanessa Canterbury. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, 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 yes. You see what I'm doing there, huh? Do you? Okay, just say yes, because you know you want to. Anyway, Vanessa came up with the title of the show, so she's going to explain that to us, just so you know. All right, so what I want to do is encourage you, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, or on YouTube, please share this out with your audience, because you know all these platforms are secular, so we need to share the gospel where the enemy lives on YouTube and Periscope (laughs) and Facebook, (laughs) especially Facebook. Uh, just so they can hear an inspiring word, because Vanessa's moniker is Inspire by Vanessa. In fact, she's here in Periscope, so Vanessa, go ahead and, if you don't mind, put up some hearts or something so people can follow you here in Periscope. That would be super cool. And I know that you actually shared it over on, uh, what do you call this, Facebook. Yeah, they did. So I see... Aaron is there, and I thought Steve was there earlier. Ken Johnson joined, but then left. Ken, are you still there? No, I'm just curious if you're still there. I am going to see you, Ken, hopefully, in a week or so, give or take, a couple of days. We're going to the Prophecy Watchers conference. We're going to be there to cover that again. By the way, if you guys are not aware, the Blessed Hope Second Annual Prophecy Watchers Conference is taking place in Oklahoma, October 12th through the 14th. Three days after my big five zero people. Yeah, it is. And I'm going to be there. So if you are in Oklahoma or you live near Oklahoma and you want to meet me in person, because why wouldn't you, then drive up and meet me in Bareface. We're going to be there for a couple of days and uh, we're going to get to interview all the people. So I'm looking forward to this year interviewing Ryan Peterson, who actually wrote that book about Nephilim. Uh, he is actually going to be there for his first time talking about that it's gonna be super 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 cool so yeah it is all right so everybody today's guest uh, what can i say about her that she hasn't already told me about that i should say i'm not sure well i can tell you something she has an awesome kid i met her child yeah i did her kid was about the same height as me which tells you how tall she is i'm short 
<laughs> By the way, hey everybody, there is the pastor, and there's Melanie, and there's Diane, I see you guys, and there's some other people who are remaining invisible on purpose. That's okay. I know how you are on Periscope. Anyway, my guest today is Vanessa. She has written a gazillion books, I think, what, nine, something like that, self-published them. She is an author. She's a speaker. She's somebody who says stuff that other people are too chicken to say. Yeah, she does. She's one of these bold women of faith that I absolutely love because on this show, our tagline is be bold, stand up, go with God because he loves you. And you know what? She's gone through some hard stuff in her life, right? I mean, she's got a story to tell, and I'm really blessed because Dr. Ikeena Finch introduced us a couple of years ago. Actually, I was on her show, uh, and I'll let her tell you about that. And um, anyway, and that was super cool because when we met in person, it was like, oh my gosh, and that was so cool. So anyway, I just want to tell you, if you go to her website, her website is inspirebyvanessa.com. And inspired. It's, ED. it's it's E D not is it inspired or inspire? <laughs> Vanessa, help. Come it's on. Inspired by Vanessa. Ah, what do I know? I thought it was inspired. Okay. <laughs> it's inspired by Vanessa.com. Mm -hmm. All right. So that is your website, Vanessa Canterbury. So welcome to the show for your very first time on Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host. Glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So you titled our show something like The Power of Yes, I, I think. Right? Is that what you said? It yes, ma'am. All right. So tell everybody why you said that because that's why people are coming in. They're going to go, what? What about this whole yes thing? Well, yes, it, it, it means a lot and we just don't say it often and we need to. Yes to ourselves, yes to moving forward, yes to being happy, yes to having peace, yes to just being your full self, yes for accepting your story, yes for being transparent, just yes. We so quick to be um, afraid to move forward in what we are called to do or what we have always dreamed of doing. And we say yes to everybody else, but we are too afraid to say yes to us. And so we need to understand that there is power in yes. But first, we have to believe and understand that once we say yes, that we need to take action. So why not say the power of yes? You know what? That's a word for today, I think. My 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 word actually was almost on the pickleball court. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I, I, I kept missing the ball and getting hit with the ball. I was like, oh, man, like mm -hmm. you almost got me. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> But no, seriously, the word, the, the word yes. Okay, I'm going to tell you how this blesses me, okay? Because uh, because my birthday's coming up, right? And I know you and me, we, we, you just had your birthday. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting ready for a 50. I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm a woman who brags about being almost 50. But, but my hesitancy, to be honest with you, is that I have a father that I take care of. And it's really awkward and hard for me to leave him for a week because I know what happens is he will, uh, the, in previous times I've gone somewhere, he's had an accident right before I've left. He's ended up in the hospital, mm -hmm. right? I mean, he's fallen and, you know, and all that. And so for me, this has been a huge internal struggle for me to go, okay, is it really okay for me to, to do that? Is it really okay for me to, to, to just want to go and see a friend of mine and then go to this conference? Right. And the answer is yes, darn it. So I'm just taking you up on that. I want to say thank you for that encouragement <laughs> because sometimes as caregivers and, you know, people who take care of other people, yeah, we don't do that. You know what I mean? So. We don't. I just was having this conversation earlier, how too often we take care of everybody, our children, our spouse, our family, our friends, and we have yet to put ourselves on our calendar for us. And uh -huh. so then we fall short. We've fallen short to try to find out where do we put ourselves in? Now that we have raised these kids, what about us? Where do we go? Where do we start? And sometimes we, we, we have to make it our business when we are scheduling other people to include ourselves on that calendar as well. Uh-huh. I agree. I agree. That's why I play pickleball. And I know, I know everybody gets, what? You play pickleball? I had no idea. 
<laughs> but, yeah. it, but it's true. But that's, you know, I found something I love. And the reason is because I get to be with people who love the same sport. They're usually positive mm -hmm. people. There's some buttheads, but most of, the, most of them are nice and right. positive type people. But you always have a couple of bozos in there who, you know, want to try and mess with everybody. <laughs> Um, but, you know, it's good social activity for me, and it keeps me healthy and, you know, happy and and all that. So it's very cool. Yeah, you have to do something for you. You just have to. If we don't do for ourselves, we are no good to nobody else. Kind of goes back to that old saying, love your neighbor as you love yourself, doesn't mm -hmm. it? You do. You have to. And I fell short on that often because being a single mother and have to grow up so quick. I took care of everybody. Everybody leaned on me. Still to this day, they lean on me. But then I found myself like, dang, wait a minute. Um, what are you doing for yourself? Your kids are getting older. And then you find yourself laid off. And then it's like, okay, now I got to pick myself back up. And what, where do you fit yourself into this equation all this time? And, and we lose so much time where we cannot get back. Then, then what? What's next? And I don't want to ever feel like that again. So I make it my business to say, you know, Vanessa, what, what did you do for you today? What did you do for you? If you didn't do nothing for you today, what did you do for yourself for this week? Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, so let's talk about who you are, okay? Because people, I don't know if anybody knows who you are for real, but we're going to we're gonna be like a, we're going to like, I'm going to be a, like a, an onion peeler. And you know what happens when you peel onions, right? You get, you cry. So get ready for tears, people. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that to you. <laughs> I can ask you my A-list guest question that makes everybody cry. It's just, geez, already. I mean, seriously, you want to hear it? You want that question? Well, who am I? I am um, a person who have experienced a lot, a lot. And um, I come from a place where I had to grow up so quick. Um, I became a teenage mom at 16. I had to take care of my brother and sister um, before I became a mom. Uh, I was raised by a single mother. Um, the dysfunction is real. <laughs> it's real. It's real to the point where it's painful. Um, and I had to um, take a reality check on Vanessa. Like, what are you going to do for Vanessa? Because you have these kids that had, before I even hit 25, I already had three kids married and divorced. Wow. I'm going down a path that I just don't like. What are you going to do for you to stop this cycle of continuing, um, of making bad decisions, of just continuing on what you were taught? What are you going to do for you? And I just did not want my children to feel and experience the same pain and dysfunction um, and having toxic relationships, I had to do something. And even though it was tough for many people to see the difference and accept the change, I was willing to be able to just make the change my own. It wasn't about them anymore. Hmm. It was about me. What am I going to do for me so I can be able to find my peace, to find my happiness, to find my own identity so I could be a better person to, to not only me, but to others and be a better mother to these little ones that's looking back at me. What am I going to do? And I had to. I had to accept that fact that this cycle that I'm continuing to go down is too familiar and I just don't like it. And I had to accept that. And oftentimes we don't want to accept our true um, life and the decisions that we have made. Well, I want to accept it. I'm, I'm going to accept I'm broken. I'm going to accept that I need help. I'm going to accept the fact that um, somebody got to take this leap and make a, a, a drastic change. And I had to do it unapologetically. And so once I did that, I started to learn more about those people who really was used to dysfunction. They can accept and embrace that this one here is going down a different path. And all the dysfunction of just, no, you need to go. It's like a tug of war type thing. You need to go in this direction. And if you don't go in this direction, this, 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 and this. And if you don't abide by what other people want you to go down, 
you will continue to be them. And I, I made a decision for myself. I'm not going to allow somebody else prescription that they described for me to be able to be the one I pick up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The doctors write that prescription all the time and diagnose you. Well, you, you're not going to, I'm not going to accept that. That's not what I'm going to accept. I'm not doing it. I'm not picking up the prescription. That's not what my diagnosis is. I need to go in a different direction. And that's what I, I did. And I'm not going to look back. And even though it was painful, oh, Jesus, it was so painful. <laughs> oh, it was so painful, but it was necessary. Yes, it was. And well, and you know what? Let me, let me go, let me go back to what you said. You were a teenage mother and then you had a couple of children before you were 25, right? Mm-hmm. And you were married and divorced before 25. Mm-hmm. And you were, ra- you were raised by a single mother. And, and I have to tell you, you know, my background is, is, well, it's not similar. I don't have children, but I was raised by a single mother for many years mm-hmm. and uh, who was married and divorced because she couldn't stay married because she, she, she didn't do good in relationships. Um, and so I know for me, I made a choice like you did to, to break that generational curse, if you will, or the mm-hmm. pattern. Um, you know, I was the first person to graduate from college, the first person to get even a master's degree um, and all that. Didn't get a whole lot of accolades from my family, but I did that for me because that was something that I wanted to do. Um, you know, from welfare to, to, you know, where we are now, but, um, did you have some type of mentor that helped guide you and direct you when you were, you were at that young stage as a mom? Did some, did some... I, it was this program that was called, um, it was this program that was called I have a dream and what they did was went to you know they select um a school and it was I think it was seventh grade I think it was seventh grade or one sixth grade going into seventh grade something like that and what they did was just to be able to give you hope in this um poverty stricken area right Uh and so they will pick and and basically adopt a class and so they adopted this class. And so I, I was in this class. And so um, what they had was like tutors, if you needed tutors, if you needed mentors, if you needed guidance, if you needed some, um, you know, somebody to help you with home stuff, whatever the case was, right? And so um, the, I, wound up, I, I gravitated to a couple of people and I just stayed connected with them even when I moved out of the district um, even when I went to a different school, even when I had my children at young age, they did not like judge me. They didn't look down on me. They didn't do any of that. And so I stayed connected with them. And as I stayed connected with them and they didn't really know my whole story, they knew a little bit. They didn't know that it was really like, it was bad. And so they, I really took on to them. I, it was like, I could turn and I could really trust what they say and how they guide me along the way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, that really helped me a lot. It really helped me a lot. And, and then for my own children to be able to meet them and um, they are the godparents of my, my children to this day. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something special about godparents. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very cool. So tell me a little bit about your faith and how that helped. My faith is what got me here. My faith is what, my, growing up, we didn't have like a foundation. It's all a foundation as far as consistency of, um, you know, reading the Bible, getting to know God, have a relationship with God. That wasn't consistent, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I knew when my life was um, going down the wrong path, I remember that moment when I, it's like, you know how you hit rock bottom and you just is like, okay, there's no way to get up. How do I get up? Because I can't call my parents. I can't call my friends. You, how do you get up from here? And I remember the moment when I had cried and prayed and cried and prayed and cried and prayed some more um, to God. 
asking him to help me, show me, guide me to be able to break this cycle because my children don't deserve this. And um, I remember as I'm crying and walking through my house, wiping away my tears, I just kept hearing him say, it's going to be all right, my child. And he just, and I started repeating it. And at that moment, I knew I was going to be okay. See, we could be able to go to church all day long. We could even celebrate him and praise him all week long and then go back to being messy. But one thing I do know is that once you have a relationship with God, once he knows your heart string, he going to still love you no matter what. And you don't have to be in a church. You don't have to uh, uh, put on a false uh, advertisement because <laughs> he knows, right? Mm -hmm. He knows your heart. He knows your struggle. He knows the things that you've been through. He knows where you could go, but you have to truly, truly have that relationship with him for yourself. Somebody could be able to introduce you all day long, but you have to build that relationship with him on your own. And that's something that I'm grateful that I got to get a chance to get to know him. I'm not a Bible thumper, but I know I could call on him. I know that he's guiding me. I know that he's protecting me. I know that he's covering me. I know that I am doing my mission um, in my purpose. I know because there's no way in heck for me to be able to go through the things that I went through to be the first person in my family to break that generational curse on both sides, the life side and the business side. There's no way that I could be able to do this by myself. There's no way that I could be able to raise my children um, and coming from where I come from by myself. There's no way that I can be able to bounce back from being laid off with 20 years experience in corporate America and still now here I am having a business. There's no way that I can be able to do this without having a relationship with him and being able to lean on him and stop leaning on them. We, we get that confused. So yeah, I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, you know, one thing that you, you said, I actually, it's something that said, um, it, uh, it was uh, something Simone said yesterday, uh, and I know you saw, you saw some of that interview, but she actually said somebody uh, said to her that when you actually begin to deal with your stuff um, and, and get out of that cycle of codependency and stuff, that, that the person said to her that you're, you're actually uh, afraid to be with God by yourself. I wrote that down because I thought, ooh, that's like so powerful. And so what it sounds like to me is that you are actually okay with being with God by yourself because you yeah. understand that he's the one that sustained you and given you the ability to, and the wisdom to break the curses of, of that. And you know, everybody, I know some people don't like that lingo, but first of all, it's biblical lingo. But second of all, when you, when you're talking recovery, there is a choice and there are patterns and you know i mean i've i've read a lot of books there's one book in particular it's called um well there's two books actually it's by J um jan frank uh don and jan frank uh who are therapists and one's called a door of hope and then the other one is called unclaimed baggage and, mm -hmm. oh and then the other book that they wrote is called uh, when victims marry and in that book, When Victims Marry, what John, what Jan and, and Don do is they actually out, they lay out um, the different patterns of, you know, the background of each individual and go, okay, like with me and Randall as an example, we've been married 26 years, which still amazes me that Randall's that old. Uh, <laughs> but, but between our families, we have, uh, um, well, there's gay issues on each side. There's uh, divorce on each side. There's incest on each wow. side. I think there's alcoholism on each side. Um, you know, there is spiritual issues on each side. Uh, emotional abandonment. I mean, there's these various things. I remember when I was going through my training, we had to we had to go through our genealogy and and do a. Um, a genogram, which is a fancy way of saying a family map, if you guys don't know what that is. And then look at the patterns and see where they were and who broke them. Um, and so you actually had to had to do that. And you were smart enough to see, okay, on both sides of your, your family, you know, there is these issues. Mm -hmm. but, but God came into your life and he, he helped you deal with it. Once, once we learn... 
our stuff, right? Our stuff, because we 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 get we a mess. Mm-hmm. Now, can you accept that mess? And one of the things that I had to truly, truly learn, and it was the hardest thing for me, was the forgiveness. Yep. And because you think about, dang, why would somebody do these things to me? Why would I, why why was I chosen to be able to go through all of these things? Well, what did I do? You know. And that's, you know, so now we got this blame game, but then we point the finger and then we don't want to own our stuff and what part that we played and, and the decision that we made. Right. And so once we get to that point and then also get to know the history, oftentimes people don't want to know the history. They don't want to do the history on their family. They don't want to do that. Why do they don't want to do that? Because they are afraid of what they're going to discover. Well, I want to know the history. I want to know where this mess come from. That I want to know. I'm going to get in your face. I want to know. You're not going to ask me. You don't want to answer the question. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to reach out to somebody who is very transparent to know, to let me know where this stuff come from. Because this just didn't happen overnight. Oftentimes, people want to be able to deal with the surface, but they don't want to deal with the stuff that's underneath the surface that caused the mess, that keeps surfacing up in our lives over and over and again. And so we want to jump ship and say, you know what? Let me go ahead and deal with something else because I don't want to deal with it right now. Well, it's going to show up again eventually if you're not willing to face it. I'm a believer. You cannot heal from what you're not willing to face. Amen. And if, so who am I to be able to tell my children, oh, don't worry about it. Just go ahead. We're going to put a Band-Aid on it. Well, it's in these stitches. You probably need surgery. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you to put a Band-Aid on it. No. That's what family want to be able to do, unfortunately, who don't want to deal with the situation and put a Band-Aid on it. It's just like you a CEO, like my business. Okay, I got a sinking business, and I'm going to go ahead and put a facade on as if I'm a millionaire on my status to billionaire, knowing darn well I'm only making $2 an hour. It makes no sense. You have to be really honest about the situation and be able to really, really be transparent and say, you know what? How can I repair, like really, really repair and go back in history to find out where did this start so it don't have to continue on surfacing with my children? Let me deal with it first. I'm going to take that hit. I'm willing to take that hit so my children don't have to take that hit. Amen. Well, and you know what? I'm glad. And that's exactly why I got into recovery myself was because if we had children, I told Randall, I said, we do not want to pass down this garbage to our kids. We're going to be Christian parents. We're not going to be these heathen, whatever type parents you want to call our parents. But um, not that our parents, you know, I mean, I honor my parents, obviously, but but my dad was a deadbeat. Let's just be honest. He abandoned me and my brother uh, didn't he was selfish. He was very selfish. He tried, he tried to, he actually told me not too long ago, it was probably within this last year, uh, that, that he was married to a woman. You'll love this. He was married to a woman who had children and she was trying to get him to pay child support. And I have to tell you something, the child support, here's the thing, the child support that my mother had to get from my dad was a measly $80 a month. Okay, granted, it was like 40 years ago or whatever, but still. And my dad went on to tell me, true story, he went on to tell me that, that he fought her every way that he could so that he didn't have to do it. And, and now keep in mind, my dad's got dementia, he blocked out her name and so i'm sitting there as his kid that he didn't he he basically told he didn't want to support and and so i said to him i said dad so so was her name mary by any chance because that was my mom's name and he thought about it he said yeah i think that was it and i said oh i said you I, i said you know i was that child that you didn't pay child support for that you tried to get out of doing that and my dad looked at me he got tears in his eyes and he said well now you know something about me. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I do. I knew, I knew I knew what a scumbag you were prior to this, you know? But it's 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 just the the idea of that still being able to overcome that thing. We can respect our parents, take care of them even like I do. But the but hopefully we're smart enough to learn from their mistakes and not repeat them. You know, I my I have two living parents and both of my parents I don't have a relationship with. And I have accepted that 
And I also have to make it my business to continue to pray and love them from a distance. But at the end of the day, I had to also accept that they were not strong enough, especially my mom, to deal with the things that broke her and shattered her to pieces. Mm. And, and it's unfortunate because I think my mom could have been something amazing, like absolutely amazing. But she is so shattered that it's like, day. But I no longer can be able to allow you to keep taking the oxygen mask off of me and I can't breathe either. Because then if I can't breathe, I'm not here to be the best mother, the best friend, the best whatever I could be to somebody else. And so I had to accept that. And then even though with my father, my father would um, pick up my brother and sister, my, my brothers, but then he would not pick me up. And it was like, you had an issue with women. And I learned, you have to have somebody that you could be able to control. And since I am the one who <laughs> it is not happening. You're not going to be able to control me, walk over me and treat me the way that you treat women. And I have discovered that. So what he do, he'll find a way to backtrack his way out of responsibilities of owning his stuff. And it's unfortunate because I'm a believer. If you don't do right by your children, it will truly come back to haunt you. And now both of my parents are looking like, uh, how can we get this right with her? But at the same time, you're still suffering and, and, and smothering me along the way. So it's, it's sad. It is really sad. But again, it goes back to their history. Yep. What happened in their history for them to continue on this pattern of thinking it's okay and not willing to be able to dress the situation that's the crazy part about it but one thing i refuse to give you an excuse i'm not going to give you a pass i'm not going to do any of that because i cannot turn around and give myself a pass and just say okay i'm going to continue the cycle on of accepting your dysfunction i'm going to be dysfunctional with you and then i'm going to tell my children it's okay to be dysfunctional at some point that power of yes means you have to take that stand to be different. You got to take that stand to step outside the box. You got to take that stand to be able to say no more. You have to be able to just say enough is absolutely enough. And you want to also want to be able to, you know, I'm the black sheep. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I want to breathe and I want to be able to be pleasing to God in his eyes to say, you know what? I get it. I, I get it. And I'm just going to be able to give you the best version of yourself if you're willing to be able to do the work. And I have to keep on doing the work. I'm a work in progress every day. It's tough when you have all these amazing things that you're doing and you cannot reach back to your parents to be able to tell them like, dang, these are the things that's happening. That's painful, but I also have to accept the fact their history really messed them up. They really messed them up. And I just got to keep on praying and I got to keep on loving them. But at the same time, I'm going to do it from a distance. Yep. Amen. Well, you know, I, I understand that. I understand that. I had to say, I had to cut my mom off. I cut her off. And then about six, seven months into doing that, she got diagnosed with stage four cancer and I had to deal with that. I had to, I had to make a decision yeah. if I wanted to be there with her until she died or if I wanted to, you know, not be there. And I yeah. chose, I chose to be there. It was the best decision I actually, ever, I think I ever made yeah. in that relationship and with, and with my dad too, with my dad. I mean, he was married four times and he put all these other wives above me and my brothers and you know, did he wasn't there for anything growing up yeah. for me. Not, no college. I mean, he didn't foot the bill for my college. You know, I took 10 years to pay it off. So, I mean, it, it just, it, you know, it was, it was that, it was like, oh yeah, you know. So, in fact, when you were talking about the power of yes, I was trying to think. My dad, when I actually asked him if we could move him here from uh, Florida, um, he actually said yes. And me and my brother were kind of shocked, like, oh my gosh, 
Yeah. You know, I didn't realize how bad his dementia was and all that though, and what I was getting myself into. <laughs> if I if I had, I probably, I don't know that I would have said no. But frankly, he would be probably dead if we didn't take him in. I mean, that's just how that's how bad it is. So, but you know, it's crazy that you say that because my sister. My sister told my mom, she said, you got to, you got to stop treating her like that because every time something happened, when, when the, the, the mess hit the fan, you guys are calling her. And even though you treat her so wrong, she's still showing up for you and you still treat her wrong. I told my daughter, I said, I'm, I'm, I told my sister and I call her my daughter because I had a razor. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to do right. It's painful, but I have to do right. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be at the doctor's appointment. I'm going to be able to do those things. But at the same time, as soon as you are suffocating me, I'm going to back up so I can go and breathe again. I have to. I have to. And so now to this day, my mom is really dealing with a whole lot of issues. And it's it's so unfortunate. But I just got to keep giving tough. Lord, give me strength. Just, Just give me the strength. And that's painful. That is painful, but is the reality of the situation. Mm. Yes, it is. Okay, after our break here, we got a break. We got to do. Um, I want everybody to uh, you know stick around so that we can learn a little bit about Vanessa's business, some of her books, uh, what she does for coaching. You know, you want somebody like her who's gonna go ahead and get in your face. I mean, I'm sweet and lovable. You know, if I got in your face, most of it would be my hair because I have so much of it. But Vanessa, just saying, she'll yell at you. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe not. (laughs) Anyway, I want to thank my sponsor, Ariel Ministries, you guys. Uh, Today, Melanie, I have to give a shout out to Melanie Weiser. Melanie actually took us up on the offer to get a couple of the products that we've been promoting uh, from Ariel, Ariel Ariel.org. Uh, she did an actual Instagram little story on the unboxing of her, uh, what was it, the the Life of the Messiah, Life of, the the abridged version of Life of the Messiah book, and the Harmony of the Gospels. And so those are just two of the, the books that you can get uh, for 20% off when you use coupon code Bible News. Um, but also, um, this month we're, we're promoting the new DVD series that Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum put together. This is awesome. Now, this is a historical geographical study Israel tour, and I think it's like over, what, four hours long or something? And yeah. it's it's $29, uh, but you you save 20% when you use that coupon code. So it's actually, I don't know what it is with 29. I'm not good in math, but the, I'd have to figure it out. But you save a couple of bucks, and you'll get to go on a tour of Israel without having to spend $10,000 to do it. And it literally costs about that much, by the way. <laughs> it's not cheap to go to Israel. Um, so check that out. That might make a really good Christmas present for yourself or somebody else. If you've ever wanted to, uh, you know, go to Israel and stuff, this is a great, great uh, resource. So you guys can check that out. Also, if you go over to BibleNewsRadio.com, don't forget, you can download the, this month's Bible study from, from Ariel. It's called The Local Church. Just so you know, I'm actually working on my own Bible study to give away for you guys uh, as, a, as a thing. I have, like, this whole devotion thing I'm working on. I just haven't finished it yet. Um, and, you know, but you can get The Local Church. I think it's a 47-page PDF Bible study from Arnold that you can get. Just go subscribe to the thing there. You'll get that. Uh, also, just a reminder, if you're going to be in Oklahoma, I already mentioned this earlier, but Randall and I are going to be at the Prophecy Watchers Conference, Lord willing. Uh, we are still looking for $700 to help pay for that because we only raised about half of what we need. And that's a low, <laughs> that's actually a low number that I estimated. So if you guys want to help us with that, I am going to be interviewing, I believe, at least I'm going to talk, I'm trying to interview everybody. So there's like 32 speakers in this three day, uh, event. So we're going to be bringing that back. We're going to, and I'm going to be doing some live streaming. Obviously we're going to have to be doing some live streaming when we're, when we're there, but, uh, we are really going there so that we can serve you and bring back to you the top prophecy experts in the world on 
what's going on right now in the world of, of Bible prophecy and God, what God's doing. He's doing awesome stuff. Jan Markell's going to be there. Dr. David Reagan's going to be there. Dr. Tommy Ice is going to be there. Uh, J.D. Farag, pastor and a uh, big pastor in, in um, Hawaii, he's going to be there. Doc, uh, Billy, pastor Billy Crone's going to be there. Uh, I think, what's his name? Uh, it's not Tony Evans. It's the other guy. But anyway, I got to look on his website. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of people that are going to be there. Like I mentioned before, Ryan Peterson's going to be there. He's been on our show like two or three times this year. L.A. Marzulli will be there. There's just a ton of people. Um, Bill Salas. I'm trying to think of that guy's name. It's going to drive me nuts. You know it. You know it will. Just so you know. <laughs> I think it's Don Evans is going to be there. It's not Tony Evans. I'm just going to look it up. Hold on. I think it's Don Perkins. Maybe that's it. I know it's somebody. Wait. Prophecy. Prophecy. Wait. Hold on. People. As I'm going over to the website. Um. By the way, you guys can get the live stream of this, too. I don't have a discount code. I didn't set one up. Um, but let's see. Where, who is it? Because it's going to drive me nuts. You guys know this. Donald Perkins. Yes, that's who it is. He's going to be there talking about the judgment seat of Christ. Carl Tykrib, my BFF. He's, he's the female counterpart of me. Um, <laughs> you only know what that means if you saw him last year. He is hilarious. Anyway, he's going to be there. Uh, Todd Hampson, Tom Hughes, he's going to be talking about the coming Antichrist. Brett Miller is going to be there. Aaron Lipkin, Casper McLeod, Gary Stearman, Danny Ben, Gigi, Avi Lipkin. Okay, yeah, I'm going to mess it up this year on purpose. Gary Frazier, who's also been a guest on our show. Robert McGinnis, who works with the Pentagon, he's going to be on our show again. Looking forward to that. Uh, Terry James, he's, I didn't get Terry last year, but he's got a new book called Deceivers and the End of Days talking about the whole issue of deception. Jeff Kinley, who's been on our show, he's going to be there. Uh, Dr. Michael Lake, um, he's going to be there. He's awesome. Um, and Andy Woods, he's awesome. There's going to be so much people. It's going to be great. So, you know, so help support us by, you know, giving us a couple of bucks so that we can, you know, pay our way without going into further debt. For you, because you know what, God's called me to it, because I'm going to do it regardless. So if you don't, if you if you if you don't do it to help us out, God will provide. But come on, if you watch our show all the time, you really should be giving into it, because we're blessing you, and we're all we we're here, right? Right, Vanessa? That's right. All right. So the other thing is Legal Shield. You guys, I uh, am excited about Legal Shield because it's changed my life. It's actually increased my income. Um, and you know what? I am going to be doing a weekly uh, video meeting, and I I am actually going to be uh, doing. It's only going to be about 40 minutes, just so you know. And I'm limiting certain things to. Um, I'm going to be doing a ladies of justice meeting um, starting probably next, not next week, because I'm going to be gone. But the week after, I'm going to schedule it on on Facebook so that I can learn, that I can teach you about what the Ladies of Justice is. I'm going to be giving out, uh, I'm, it's going to be limited to 10 people, and I'm going to be providing a $5 gift, gift card um, for the attendees of this um, as my way to say thank you for attending this so I can show you what being a Ladies of Justice is all about because you definitely want to be. Um, so I want you to get in touch with me. I'm going to send out a thing on Facebook. The first 10 people to say they're going to come, um, you have to be there for the presentation that we're going to do. It's going to be no longer than 40 minutes. Um, so you can do it like during your lunch hour. Um, and we're going to do that and I'm going to get you some help. Okay. And explain what this is about. Okay. So that's just a heads up on that. Um, and if you go to bit.ly forward slash protect me, all caps, you can also just go directly to my website, but I would prefer, if you're interested in this, you contact me directly. Uh, it's just way easier that way. Those of you also who are already my members of Legal Shield, do me a favor. If you know of people who actually, you know, some of you have said, hey, I, I have friends that need this. Would you give me some referrals? Because that would be awesome. Uh, that would be super awesome. And pass them on to me. We could do a three-way call together. You can go, hey, can you meet my friend? Joe Blow or whoever, you know, and we can talk. That would be awesome. Okay. Just help us, help us out here. I'm actually, 
um, very serious about building this business because it's my tent making for Bible News Radio because I don't make enough money with Bible News Radio to support myself yet. Okay, just so you know, I'm just being honest. Uh, so anyway, so that's that. All right. Okay, so now let's talk to Vanessa again. Vanessa Canberry is my guest, and she is a businesswoman. She was she spent over 20 years in corporate America, and um, and got laid off, I guess, and and somehow has managed to miraculously right to to support herself by going into business. Anyway, so I want to know what your story is, girl, so that you can actually tell us how we can make uh, stuff. Oh, well, I did. I, I lost my job in 2011. It was 11 or 10? Yeah, 11. Because my brother passed in 2010. So 2011. So imagine I lost my brother in 2010. Um, um, a week later, I turned around, had a car accident. And then maybe a couple of months later, I lost my job. Two months later, I lost my job. So all this happened within a four-month period of time. <laughs> Oh my God. And so I, 20 years experience in the corporate world, I couldn't find a job to save my life. And it was tough. It was really tough. Um, I, you know, you do what you normally do. You go out there and you, you fill out the applications. I got money saved up. I'll be okay. I got my 401k. I'd be okay. I got these three teenagers now, one going into college, one um, in high school is a going to a senior year, one going to a freshman year of high school. Oh, Lord. It, it was the most tough. It was so tough. It didn't make any sense how tough it was. And so um, I had went into a dark place, really, really dark place. And um, those people that you call on, and you know, your family, your friends, the small circle that you keep, there was nowhere to be found. Mm. And so I turned around my unemployment check is about to get ready to run out. And I was like, okay, I got to do something. I, I have to do something. And I did. I um, took a leap of faith. I invested in myself with my unemployment check. And I've been blessed to not look back. But now I don't know what the heck is on the other side. <laughs> I know there's got to be a better way. I'm willing to do the work. And so I turned around and I started doing all this research. I started uh, more sleepless nights more prayers, more guidance. I just needed anything that I could possibly get to be able to understand how can I like bounce back. And so you hear all the naysayers, you hear all types of stuff. And so I already like beat myself up because I thought I was prepared. I thought I had enough money saved up. I thought I had, you know, those things that, you know, we are told. Well, time changed. So I had to be willing to change with the time. And so I, I, I started to just be able to go back to like those things that I was posting. I was always posting positive messages, but messages that will make you think. And then as you know, I was asked to be able to speak on a um, platform. I think it's called Google Hangout. I don't even know if they still have it. And I spoke yeah. on Google Hangout for maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes probably. And then next thing you know, my, my, the news feeds went crazy because it was connected with um, Google Hangout, but it was like people in the Facebook group and people was reaching out to me to speak and interview me. And I was like, eh, what did I do? I didn't, I don't think I did anything. The crazy thing, you know, you have something, you know, you got something that's absolutely amazing. Right. People keep coming to you for, and, uh, and now you're second guessing yourself. And now here you are in the place where what God is asking you to do and know that you are called to do, you're doing it. Right. And so next thing you know, I was just being interviewed everywhere. It was just crazy. And so right. I already had this book that I already started writing after the death of my brother. And I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to write this book. I'm going to write this one book. <laughs> it's so funny how we say our plans. And God just laughing. And so I turned around and I was like, okay, I'm going to write this book, wrote the book and everything else. And I started saying, okay, I'm going to go out to these publishing companies. And the publisher company had quoted me like $8,000 to be able to, I said eight and some zeros um, to do what? <laughs> and I, I thought that was absolutely crazy. And so I turned around and I said, okay, I know there's got to be a better way. And I went right back to my source, which is God. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. I know there's has to be a better way for me to get this book out. People are asking for my book. How do I get this book out? And he truly 
connected me with an amazing team of people that I'm working with now. Um, and I self-published every last one of my books. So within two years, I have self-published of my own book. I think I'm on number six and working on number seven. And so um, self-published all of my books. And um, then you know, people started reaching out to me to help them self-publish their books. And then I started doing coaching. And I was like, wait a minute. So within five years, I became a speaker, I became a mindset coach and became an author. And it's just been absolutely amazing. But at the same time, it was a lot of work and it's still a lot of work. I tell people all the time, I'm just touching the surface, you know, um, but I know that if you have a story, you should share, share your story. Your story is somebody else's saving grace. And so even though I said I was going to write one book, that one book opened up so many doors for me because even though I gravitate to women, it was crazy because men were starting to say, your book, you'll be surprised at how much I refer back to your book. And I was like, wow, that's, that's mind boggling. But my story, those things that I went through, those painful stories that I went through, um, is really here to be able to help other people that you're not alone. You, you're not going through this by yourself and you don't have to go through it by yourself. If I could overcome all of those things, if I was could go um, overcome being called every name in the book besides a child of God, if I could be overcome, you know, just like, okay, I'm a teen mom. Okay. It wasn't an end. Um, I, you could do it, you know? And so here I am helping people to self-publish their books. I am speaking. I am coaching. Um, I'm in your face. Yes, Stacey is right. I am in your face. This is the reason why I'm in your face, because you deserve to win. You deserve to win. Somebody told you that you can't do something. Who said that? That's Don't right. allow somebody else um, diagnosis of themselves be your diagnosis. Well, and, and, amen. And, you know, I have to say the whole accountability piece, that seems to be a theme this week. Because let's just be honest. I, I, I have people in my life who claim that they're my accountability partner, but they're not. They're not there. They're not checking in on me to see what's going on, you know. Right. They're not, they're not, they're not saying, how are you coming on your book? You know, you know, do you have a cover yet? I mean, they're not, they're not saying any of that. Um. But, you know, I know for me as a team leader, you know, I get on my, I get on my team. I'm like, okay, you said, do you want to prospect some people? Let's see your list, people. Come on, do it. Where's it at? You know, show it to me. Don't just say it, do it. You know, it, you're not going to move forward unless you take a step. So I, I actually love that about you. That's, that's part of the reason I wanted you to have you on the show. Cause, cause I really do love that about you. People deserve to win. They do. They just deserve to win, period. We have to get outside of that box of thinking that we can't. We, we have to. We are like really suffocating inside this box. There's no holes in the box just to peek through. There's the, the tape is shut. We just not getting outside that box enough. And we need to. We got to stop allowing ourselves and position ourselves to be able to be included in the most expensive place on earth, which is the graveyard. We all have a purpose in this life. We all have a calling. We got to stop allowing those phone calls and to go to voicemail and answer the call that is called on our life. We want to be able to see what you could bring to the table because we know that it's something that you could be able to do. But for some reason, you have a perception that you're not good enough, that you're too old to be able to do it. Nobody won't believe it. Nobody wouldn't buy it. And it just doesn't matter when absolutely it does. But you just have not got yourself around the right people to be able to support you, to hold you accountable, to be able to show you the way, to be able to pray and cover you through the process because you need to be whoo, covered in prayer like no tomorrow because you're going to get tested because the devil is, is determined to be able to kill, steal, and destroy. And you have to be around people that, that's willing to be able to cover you when you feel that you have no covering. Yeah. And usually it's not your family and usually it's not your friends. That's right. Well, and you know what? I have to say something. Okay. We, we met at the social power summit, right? With Dr. Ikena, Dr. A. I know people call her that. I just call her Ikena cause I'm not, right. you know, but the, the thing that was really the most impactful to me about that <laughs> was the, it, I'm saying the word impactful cause it irritates my husband. That's why just so you know, cause He's like, yeah, would you shut up? No. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, but what was to me what was the most impactful about that was that you know she wanted to quit a lot, and you know she was scared to do it. But you know what? She went ahead and did it, and it was freaking mm -hmm. awesome. Let's just say it. It was, yeah. wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I loved mm -hmm. it. I can't. I loved it so much. I'm I'm going back for next year. So I mean, tell it, it, everybody. It was what you're amazing. Talking. It was absolutely amazing. It and, was. And she just did like a scope about it, and she was telling um, people was like, "Wait a minute, hold on, I missed it. Will it be another? Would it be recorded? Like, would it be live streamed?" And I posted in the comment. I said, "No, you need to be in a room to have that experience mm -hmm. because you do." You need to be in a room. You want to be able to network. You want to be able to grow your business. I mean, it was absolutely amazing to be able to see those people that you see on social media. And then you turn around and that's it. So it's amazing. Be in the room. Yeah. Well, and not only that, I got business from it. Mm -hmm. I did. I got business. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I already got, I got, I got, I even got a speaking gig. See? Just say it. I mean, so uh, I, you know, I just have to say that, um, and so did Randall. Randall got some business too. See? So it, it yeah. So I mean, we we actually haven't got the money yet, but but you know the <laughs> the thing is there. But you know the point is is we've gotten business mm -hmm. leads and business. Actually, I know I got business already. But the point is is that we had to be there in the room, and it was awesome. I mean, I have followed social media marketing world for years, and. It had nothing on it. And I, I mean, I wasn't the demographic, but you know what I was seen and heard. And I, and I'm so thankful to you for interviewing me when I was there. I was so humbled by that. And of course, Ikena for having me and Bareface come to be a part of it. So, and speaking of Bareface, he's telling me four minutes. So we need to wrap <laughs> this up. Well, it, it was absolutely amazing. I thank you so much. For this opportunity i i can't wait to be able to have our reunion again <laughs> i know well and pickleball faith will be in in print by then yes yes and you have to i tell people write your book write the mm -hmm. book write the book you will be surprised at how many people are waiting for your book yeah so tell us what where we can get your books or, and give us a couple of titles Okay, my you will be able to go to my um, website, which is inspiredbyvanessa.com, and you can be able to get your autographed copy of all my books. Um, one of them is called Breaking a Cycle of Brokenness. Um, the other one is called um, Do I Not Matter? Um, the residual, yeah, Do I Not Matter, right? Um, the other one is Cries of a Broken Man and Screams of a Broken Woman. Um, the one I just completed now is called Dear... Um, yeah, Dear Dad. And then um, I have my other book is called, um, what's my other book called? I Am More Than. That's what it is. I Am More Than. So I mean, I mean all these books, Jesus. <laughs> all right. So you guys, there you go. Vanessa Canterbury, our guest for the first time ever on Bible News Radio. You did a great job. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you came on. And you have a Facebook group or anything or, or a show or anywhere people can follow you on Facebook? Yeah, you know, I have my my group is called Breaking Barriers Unapologetically. Woo! That's where you want to be able to break a lot of barriers in your life and in your business um, unapologetically. So you can be able to find us on Facebook, Breaking Barriers Unapologetically. That's right. If, and I will go ahead and link that in our comments here. By the way, I should say that Adrian Stuckey a while back said, thank you for telling your story. I'm at the beginning process of making the right choices for my kids right now as a single Afri African-American Christian mother. I'm coming from the same situation. So um, I don't know if Adrian's still watching, but I hope you are. I think it's a drain. A, a drain? Okay. Well, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. I thought it was Adrian. No, A-D-A-D-R-A-I-N? Okay, A-D-R-A-I-N. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> you probably get that. You want to hit your mother, don't you? Why don't you give me a name like that? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, but thank you for watching the show. And uh, I hope if you are new to Bible News Radio, you can just hit the like over there on Facebook as well. Don't forget, you can, you can go to BibleNewsRadio.com, join my email list. You can text the term Bible News to... 33222 and join my text message list. I send out a scripture and, uh, and show notes and stuff like that. Just a short text every day. Um, and so much more. Yeah. 
I think that's it. All right, so be bold, people. Stand up and go with God wherever he leads you because he loves you. He's not going to leave you or forsake you, just so you know.